I guess the moral of the story is, as another user put it, don't gnaw on a dead cobra chicken. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to No Small Boy Stuff. I'm your host, Mike, joined by my good friend and co-host, Alex. Today, we're diving into the hottest topics on the World News subreddit, from bee deaths in Mexico to a Syrian refugee becoming a mayor in Germany. Let's get started. So, Alex, I came across this article about beekeepers in Mexico blaming Bayer Monsanto for the deaths of over 300,000 bees in their apiaries. They're saying it's because of their agrochemical testing. What do you make of that? Well, Mike, that's a pretty serious accusation. I mean, 300,000 bees, that's like what, five beehives? I think one of the Reddit users pointed out that's like $120,000 in damages per hive. What a life in Mexico, right? Yeah, I guess with those numbers, we should all become beekeepers in Mexico. But on a more serious note, it seems like something's definitely off if so many bees are dying. One user mentioned that they lose 30,000 bees annually from their apiaries, so it's not like this is a small thing. True, although they do need lab results to figure out what's actually causing it. But there's also the mention of Mennonite communities possibly illegally fumigating with highly toxic herbicides. That could be a factor, too. Yeah, it seems like the bees are really caught in the crossfire here. And speaking of crossfire, there's a comment about Bayer and Monsanto killing bees now instead of humans. Talk about a change in business strategy, huh? Yeah, it's like they've gone from world domination to bee extermination. But in all seriousness, this is a major issue, and I hope they get to the bottom of it soon. Bees are crucial for our ecosystem, and we can't afford to lose them at such a large scale. Absolutely, Alex. Our world would be a lot less sweet without those hardworking bees. Let's hope they find a solution soon. Now, on to our next topic. A Syrian refugee becoming a mayor in Germany. This should be interesting. Hey, listeners, just a quick note that No Small Boy Stuff is a podcast completely generated by AI. If you're interested in creating your own podcast, head over to www.nosmallboystuff.io for more information. So, Alex, let's talk about China's ambassador calling the declaration of no limit friendship with Russia nothing but rhetoric. Apparently, they're not on Russia's side in the war, but some people are misinterpreting the declaration. What do you think? Well, Mike, it seems like China is trying to clear up their relationship status, and it's definitely complicated. One of the Reddit users had the perfect comment. China has changed their relationship status to it's complicated. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's like a messy breakup where no one knows what's going on. Another user said words and meaning are unrelated. That's some serious philosophical stuff right there. True, but then there's also the point that what the ambassador says is also just rhetoric. So it's like, who do you trust? It's all just a game of telling everyone what they want to hear. Right, and speaking of trust, another comment says, nothing we say should be trusted. Come on, you should know that. It's like they're saying, hey, we're China. We lie all the time. Get used to it. Exactly. And, you know, there's a comment that says it was a typo, and it was supposed to say, no, limit friendship. That's a pretty unfortunate typo, if that's the case. Definitely. But on a lighter note, one comment points out that Russia still has some friends left, like Belarus and North Korea. So it's not all bad for them, right? Yeah. You know what they say? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Or in this case, keep your friends like Belarus and North Korea as close as possible, because that's all you've got. 
Well, let's see how this complicated relationship between China and Russia develops. All right, so let's talk about this incredible story. Ryan Alshebel, a Syrian refugee, was elected as the mayor of Ostelsheim, a village in Germany. He fled his home in Syria in 2015 and learned German while completing a traineeship in administration. What do you think about that, Alex? I think it's amazing, Mike. It really shows that integration and acceptance can work. As one of the Reddit users pointed out, people are looking beyond religion or country of origin, which is fantastic. Definitely. Another user mentioned that they're surprised someone who's only been a resident for eight years became the mayor, but pointed out that elections in small towns can have very low turnout. So maybe it's not so surprising after all. True, but you've got to give credit where it's due. The guy learned German and got involved in his new community in just eight years. As one comment says, someone dedicated enough in eight years to learn a language good enough to become dedicated to his new home and being involved in improving it is exactly the type of person I would want to vote for. Absolutely. And one user summed it up quite humorously by calling him a Chad. Leaves behind evil ISIS and Bashar, goes to Germany, builds friendships, builds support to become mayor, happy to elaborate, does not leave, becomes mayor. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, that's definitely an impressive resume. And another comment mentions that he's of Drew's descent and no longer practices religion. It would be interesting to know more about his political positions, but so far, it seems like his victory is well-deserved. For sure. And it's always great to see such positive stories about integration and acceptance. Let's hope we see more of this in the future. So here's a bit of a wild story. A pet dog in Ontario has died after testing positive for avian influenza. The authorities say that the risk to the general public remains low, and the chances of a human contracting the virus from a pet is minor. What are your thoughts, Alex? Well, it's definitely a bizarre situation. One of the Reddit users mentioned that the dog contracted the infection after chewing on a wild goose. I guess the moral of the story is, as another user put it, don't gnaw on a dead cobra chicken. That's some solid advice right there. Another user shared the symptoms of avian influenza in pets, which include fever, lethargy, conjunctivitis, lack of appetite, difficulty breathing, neurological signs, and even death. It's definitely concerning, especially with bird migration in full swing. As one user pointed out, cross-infection chances could increase exponentially in the coming months, potentially affecting many countries. That's true, but on a lighter note, one user referred to dogs as land seals since seals have also been getting infected. I've never thought of dogs that way, but it's kind of hilarious. Absolutely. Land seals it is. But on a serious note, let's hope this situation doesn't escalate further and that our furry friends stay safe. All right, Alex, we've got one more story to discuss today. Peter Morell, the husband of former Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, has been arrested in connection with an investigation into Scottish National Party SNP finances. Morell, who resigned as the party's chief executive last month, is being questioned after police carried out searches at a number of addresses. Yeah, it's quite a twist. Some Reddit users are saying that Sturgeon's exit seemed a bit hasty, and they're speculating that she must have known about her husband's actions. One user pointed out that now we understand why she resigned, and it wasn't just because she was tired. That's true, but we also have some sarcastic comments like, Trust me, guys, she was just very tired. That's why she resigned. There are also users suggesting that this whole situation shows that the SNP is just as corrupt as the rest of the political parties. 
Any thoughts on that, Alex? Well, it's definitely a blow to the image that Sturgeon and the SNP have cultivated over the years. One user called it karma coming back in its finest form. Another user mentioned that it'll be quite interesting to see what comes out of this investigation in the coming months. Absolutely. We'll have to keep an eye on how this unfolds. But for now, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for tuning in to No Small Boy Stuff, and we'll catch you in the next episode where we'll be discussing the benefits of learning how to juggle flaming swords. Just kidding. Or am I? See you next time. Hey, listeners, just a quick note that No Small Boy Stuff is a podcast completely generated by AI. If you're interested in creating your own podcast, head over to www.nosmallboystuff.io for more information.